Welcome to Through the Bible with Dr. Buddy Walls. Today's Bible lesson is on the Olivet Discourse. The Olivet Discourse. What is the Olivet Discourse? It is an orderly and extended teaching given by Jesus Christ on the Mount of Olives to his disciples regarding the end times. The Olivet Discourse is covered in the books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, known as a synoptic gospel, but we will Look mostly at the book of Matthew since the record there is more extensive. The main point we need to remember is this. This discourse was given to Israel and not the church. The time frame leading up to these events and after these events does, does affect the church. This discourse contains an apocalyptic language which is sometimes referred to as the little apocalypse. Christ was speaking of God's future program for Israel. Now, many Christians, including some of the so-called scholars, get the time frames of the end times all discombobulated and out of order and out of context. It even claims in the Encyclopedia Britannica that no one knows what time frame Jesus is referring to regarding the Olivet Discourse, whether it is past, present, or a future event. I can assure you it is a future event for the Christian. Here's something we need to keep in mind regarding this time frame, which is during the tribulation period. There are several books that run parallel to each other, even some Old Testament books such as Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. The book of Matthew and Revelation are two more. As I said, this discourse is for the nation of Israel. The church body concludes with the rapture, then the fulfillment of Israel prophecy. Did you know that Jesus Christ was a prophet? He's never regarded as such, but he was. I want to read you something out of the book of Acts chapter 3, verse 22. The book of Acts chapter 3, verse 22. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. He's a prophet in the Olivet Discourse. Also, the rapture is never taught in the Olivet Discourse. The word rapture is not found in the, in the Bible, but the event is. I want to make something very clear. It is not an if, a maybe, or I think so. It's a no-so. The saved, born-again child of God, the joint heir that belongs to the body of Christ, will not experience the wrath of the tribulation. The Bible makes that clear. I know a lot of folks read of these terrible things happening and think that they are going through it. Not if you belong to the body of Christ. In Matthew 23, Jesus has spoken to the Pharisees concerning judgment. This can be seen in the woe statements in that chapter. In Matthew 24, Jesus was leaving the temple when the disciples called his attention to the magnificent building on the Temple Mount. Jesus tells the disciples that not one stone here will be left one another. Everyone will be thrown down in verse 2. This prophecy was literally fulfilled in A.D. 70, when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem. 
the temple was burned. The gold in the temple melted into the fire and ran down into the cracks between the stones. As people later searched for the gold, they toppled every stone from its place. This destruction of Jerusalem was like a foreshadow of what was yet to come. Jesus' prophecy of doom got the disciples curious and probably more than a little concerned. When they were alone with Jesus on the Mount of Olives, they asked him, Tell us, when will all these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? In verse 3. What follows in Matthew 24 and 25 refers to the future, a seven-year tribulation period and the second coming of Christ at the end of the tribulation. During that time, God will complete his chastisement and purification of Israel and judge the whole world. You can find that in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, and Revelation chapter 6, verse 19. Daniel 9, verse 27 indicates that the tribulation will be divided into two equal parts. I want to read you a verse out of Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. The Bible says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Oblation means holy offering. And for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. One week is a seven-year period. How do we know that? Well, back in Genesis it explains where it talks about the story of Jacob and Rachel. Genesis chapter 9, verse 27. Genesis chapter 9, verse 27. It says, Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. Now the, now the midst of the week would have to be a period of three and a half years when the sacrifice of the oblation stopped and the judgments began. The last three and a half years of the tribulation is known as the Great Tribulation. Let's go over some verses in Matthew chapter 24 and notice how you can see some things happening in the year uh, that are lining, this year that are lining up with the events of this chapter. I want you to read you something out of Matthew chapter 24 verse 5. Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying that I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Many have done this already. For instance, Sun Myung Moon, a Korean, claimed to be a Christ who died in 2012. Andre Cristo, a Brazilian, claimed he was a reincarnation of Jesus. Apollo Quibaloy said he was the son of God. David Koresh of the Davidian compound, born in 1955, claimed he was a savior. Alan John Miller of Divine Truth claimed he was Jesus reincarnated. And these are just a few. Matthew chapter 24, verse 6 says this. Matthew 24, 6. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet. That's the time frame we're in right now. This is happening as we speak. Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. 
Matthew 24, 7. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. These verses show us how close we are to the Lord's return. I have uh, said this before and I'll say it again. I believe the Lord tries to talk to us through catastrophe. For instance, we have recorded history that goes back thousands of years. But from 1978 till 1999, only 1 1.6 earthquakes were recorded. 1.6 for a period of 21 years. Then in 2014 alone, there were 145 of 3.0 or higher. That is a definite major increase. People say, oh, there's always been earthquakes. That is true, but not with this intensity. I want to read you Matthew 24, chapter 24, verse 8, where it says, All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver up to be inflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. 3,731 Christians were killed just a few years ago. There are people in every nation that hates Christians. This number is on is on the United States conservative side. Worldwide, it is estimated 90,000 per year, which is six every minute. Think about it. Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. Matthew 24, 10 says, And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. I've never seen a time when so many are so easily offended. That is why political correctness and went off scale. Matthew chapter 24, verse 11. Matthew chapter 24, verse 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. This is happening daily. Matthew 24, verse 12. Matthew 24, verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Have you noticed how the love of many has waxed cold? Matthew 24, verse 13. Matthew twenty four thirteen, But he shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Jesus' teaching in Matthew 24, verses 4 through 8, refers to the first half of the tribulation. The birth pangs in verse 8 refer to the suffering that Israel will experience during the last three and a half years. The signs with reference to the end of the age are the coming of false messiahs in verse 5, the threat of wars and widespread conflict in verses 6 through 7, and various natural catastrophes in verse 7. Revelation chapter 6 is a parallel passage. The apostle John writes of the seal judgments. Revelation chapter 6 verse 2 Revelation 6, 2 speaks of a rider on a white horse, which refers to a false messiah called elsewhere the Antichrist and the beast. Revelation chapter 6, verse 4 says that peace is taken from the earth. Revelation chapter 6, verses 6 through 8 speaks of the famine and death. Jesus said these things are only the beginning of birth pains. And Matthew chapter 24, verse 8, Worse is yet to come.
In Revelation chapter 13, the second half of the tribulation begins when the beast or the Antichrist sets up his rule for 42 months. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. The books of Daniel, Matthew, and Revelation goes hand in hand describing the end times. In the Olivet Discourse, the second half of the tribulation is described in Matthew chapter 24, verses 9 through 14. Matthew 24, 9 through 14. Persecution of the Jews and death, verse 9, will be a result of the beast's rise to power. The Antichrist will also persecute anyone who refuses to follow him. In Revelation 13, verses 1 through 18. The salvation promise in Matthew chapter 24, verse 13 is deliverance from the beast's persecution. The one who endures until Christ returns will be saved from the beast. Jesus says that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached worldwide before the end comes. We have that ability right now through satellite. Through the use of satellite, the gospel is currently being spread around the globe. In other words, the good news, the gospel will be available during the tribulation. The message will be sent. Christ will soon return in judgment to set up his earthly kingdom for a thousand years known as the millennium. Did you know one of the greatest revivals ever will be during the tribulation when a number that cannot even be counted will be saved? from the 144,000 Apostle Pauls spreading the gospel around the earth. When you see many of these things taking place in Matthew chapter 24, look up, because your redemption draweth nigh. The Bible says this generation shall not pass away. We can see today how near the rapture is. Matthew chapter 24, verses 15 through 26 give further details concerning tribulation, Jesus refers to an abomination and desolation of a future temple in Matthew chapter 24, verses 15 through 22. Did you know the Orthodox Jews believe that President Trump will be responsible for getting things lined up to have the temple rebuilt? They have in production right now a coin with President Trump's picture on one side and a picture of Cyrus on the other side. Cyrus was a Persian king after the Babylonian captivity that had helped Israel rebuild the temple. Cyrus and Trump both are Gentiles. The beast will take authority and set up an image of himself in the future temple. According to Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 and 2 Thessalonians and Revelation 13. When this happens, Jesus said, Head for the hill. Those in Jerusalem are advised to flee for their lives when they see that the beast has taken his seat of authority. According to Matthew chapter 24, verses 16 through 20. The Antichrist will rule from Jerusalem for 42 months. That's three and a half years. The latter half of the tribulation called the Great Tribulation in verse 21. The prophecies Jesus made concerning the nation of Israel is after the body of Christ is gone by the way of the rapture. Jesus warns the great tribulation will be the worst time ever seen on earth in verse 21. In fact, 
If those days were not cut short by the return of Christ, no one would survive. But he loved the body of Christ, the true church, so much, he decided to spare them all these horrors and judgment coming into the world by the rapture. The Bible says, Blessed are the ones that read the prophecy of Revelation and keep the words. I want to read you some verses out of Matthew chapter 15, beginning in verse 19. Matthew 15, 19. For out of the heart proceed evil, false murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemy. Psalm 30, chapter 37, verse 39. Psalm 37, 39. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. Now I want to ask you one question, one more question before I close. Are you 100% sure that you're going to go to heaven? If you're 35%, 55%, 75%, even 99%, we've got some sad news, you're not going to make it. Jesus wants you to know that you're going to have eternal life. He says, in First uh, John chapter 5, verse 13, he says that you may know that you have eternal life. But the very first thing we've got to do is recognize that we are a sinner. We're all born sinners, and we have to repent of that sin. That means give it up. That means go another direction. We have to repent of that sin and then believe in the finished work of the cross, believe that Jesus was here on this earth, that he was... Uh, Sacrifice. He was uh, hung on the cross for our sins, died to di died our, for our sins, and three days later rose from the grave. Do we believe uh, all our heart, mind, and soul? We said, if we do, we shall be saved. And that's how we can know that we have eternal life. I hope you enjoyed this, and we'll catch you later on down the road. Dr. Buddy Wall signing off.